You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 481 of Podcateers. This week we talk about my recent experience trying to buy Lorcana cards. We have some updates on our Team Boat Willie fundraiser for the Children's Hospital of Orange County. In an ironic twist, Bob Iger wants more money. Taylor Swift keeps saving the economy. Videos from the Oogie Boogie Bash cast preview event emerge, and we may have been wrong last week, but we were also right. Tiana's Palace opens this week in New Orleans Square. The Haunted Mansion is getting a new queue and a gift shop at the attraction's exit. An item from Rolly's Museum of the Weird Concept makes it into the mansion for the holiday overlay. And we round out the episode with our history segment, Great Moments with Mr. Andrew, with some facts about 1993 and 1994. We would love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join our community. A very special thank you goes out to an incredible group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast for your godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, and access to our happy hour calls when we get an opportunity to do those. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. All right, so it's time to jump into the episode. Uh, If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 481 of Podcateers. Listen, it's been a week. I'm sure that we're all glad tomorrow's Friday. Wait a minute. What? I don't... I mean, maybe don't, some people are listening that. to this and tomorrow is Friday, but tomorrow ain't Friday, my friend. What are you talking about? It's been a long week. Yeah, big. it's the first... We were recording on Tuesday. But it's been mon- a long week, Andrew. We had Monday right? off <laughs> because it was Labor Day. It's, it's it's Tuesday. It's been it's been like like twelve hours, but it's been a long week. It's been one week. It's been <laughs> and that's why it's Friday. Right. <laughs> In some of our brains. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's been a week already. There's been a lot going on, and um, yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Same. You know, I love getting Mondays off. I would not be opposed to a four-day work week. Um, but there was a ton of stuff happening for work, outside of work, with the kids, for school. And, like, I'm telling you, it's been a week already in one day. So, yeah, good times. Woohoo! <laughs> uh Hey, there was a... 
So for the last few weeks, uh, before we jump into some of the stuff we wanted to talk about today, uh, for the last few weeks, I've been kind of teasing that I wanted to talk about Lorcana. And for those of you listening that are not familiar with Lorcana, it is Disney's new card game. It is essentially their version of Pokemon, of Magic the Gathering. It's uh, what they call a TCG, a trading card game. You know, there's been a lot of buzz about Lorcana since the D23 Expo. They had a booth there. It was next to the Imagineering Pavilion. And we were able to go in, scan our badges, and get, like, a free Mickey card and stuff like that. So, a little pin. The, yeah, like, the buzz has been around for Lorcana for a while now, right? And so when they finally announced that they were going to be doing pre-orders and, you you know, you could go and, and purchase them from from like certain retailers a lot of them were like comic book shops and stuff they weren't available at major retailers but they were available from like comic book shops and stuff for Mm pre-order now ravensburger the company that puts out lorcana uh familiar company that we know about uh, they they've done like the haunted mansion game you know the jungle book the, the Jungle Book, the Jungle Cruise game, uh, you know, Big Thunder, like all these games that they do the, board the games, right? um, they do the villainous game. Villainous is yes, yes, exactly. They also do. They villainous. also make puzzles. That's their Correct. big thing. They make pu- they're the puzzle company. Yeah, so they are the manufacturer for Lorcana, and their big thing about Lorcana was that they wanted to push it so that it was available for anyone to purchase at MSRP. Because Mm -hmm. one of the big problems with the market when it comes to Magic the Gathering and Pokemon, my understanding of this, okay, because I wanna wanna say that I'm not big on these trading card games. Like even with Pokemon, I never really played the trading card version of it. Like I'm super familiar with Pokemon and I played, but because I had a Game Boy Advance and I had, you know, I played on Game Boy basically. And that's kind of where the evolution of Pokemon came for me. I would play on, on these consoles and then eventually on my phone because I played Pokemon Go. But I never really got into the trading card version of it where you're actually playing, you know, f- like fighting your Pokemon, you know, and, learning about the XP and how to battle and all that stuff. Uh, So the thing about Pokemon and Magic is that there is no MSRP. And so people can jack up the prices however much they want. And that's essentially what happened with Lorcana. Because it was only available in certain places from certain vendors... The prices are insane right now. For certain cards that are the most popular ones, some cards are going anywhere from two hundred to eight hundred dollars a card right now. And yeah. uh, their like base set, the first chapter, what they what they call the first chapter, is MSRP fifty dollars, and most places that are selling it have it for two hundred dollars. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that. I think Ravensburger underestimated how popular Lorcana was going to be. Like, I think they understood that it was going to be popular, that the Disney community could possibly want to jump into it. And I, they possibly gauged their numbers knowing what the, like, magic or the Pokemon community was, not realizing that the Disney community as a whole could possibly like make those numbers 
minuscule because the appeal of Lorcana isn't just for the people that want to play the game the way that it was intended, but also for Disney fans that want to collect the item, that want to have it just to have it, right? Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, I think that's where I fell. I just wanted it just to kind of have it, right? To collect it, to have it as part of like my Disney stuff. And the more that I learned about it as time went on, the more I thought, you know what? This this actually like looks like it, it could be fun. Like I actually want to learn how to play this. Like I want to get this now. Uh, it became impossible to get between January of this year, 2023, until the release of it, uh, like mid-August, uh, it was almost impossible to find the expansion packs, the general box set, uh, pretty much any Lorcana products. And if you found them, they were, you know, five times market value in, so- in some places. So uh, there, there was an, an initial release, middle of August, and then um, uh, Ravensburger said, hey, look, we're going to do a major release on September 1st. Shop Disney, Target, Best Buy, Walmart, Amazon, like all these major retailers were supposed to have it in stock. And I thought, all right, well, you know, if I didn't get it f- during the pre-order, I'll just wait for the September 1st release. I'm in no hurry. Again, I fall into the category of it, it'll it be fun to learn this if I can get my hands on it, right? But now I'm invested, right? Because mm-hmm. September 1st is coming along and I'm ready to buy this thing. Like I, I, you know, set some money aside and everything. And I'm thinking like, I'm going to get these cards on September 1st. So I'm up midnight Pacific Standard Time. ShopDisney.com. I'm on. Nothing appears. All right, keep refreshing the page every so often. Apparently, I wasn't the only one there because the page was super slow. And uh, about three minutes later, the products finally show up. And so I'm thinking, all right, well, this is great. You know, I'm going to click on one of the products, sold out. Okay, well, that's, they didn't even appear in three minutes in. All right, well, let me go on to the next product, sold out. Okay, weird. Let me go to the next expansion pack or the, the next little box set because they sell them either as this first chapter thing which has like four to six packages or something like that and a couple of large cards and then they sell like three different sets to build your collection and to build like your deck to play with and stuff they had three of those on shop disney they had the first chapter version they had a few of a couple of the mats three of the mats the steamboat willie the maui and the maleficent mats and a couple of binders that you can store your cards in. Three minutes in, everything is sold out. So I'm confused, right? It's for like they don't even show up, and then when they do, they're already sold out. And I'm thinking, like, did bots get to this that quickly? There's no way that some, like, humanly possible, somebody was that quick to check out, right? Even if they have everything pre-saved, like, autofill on everything, there's no way they humanly, like, possibly could do this it had to have been a bot or something Mm -hmm. so then all of a sudden the sold out like i refresh the page and the sold outs begin to disappear it says in stock again i'm thinking oh well maybe they flipped everything to out of stock and they're slowly flipping everything to in stock 
just to like load everything on the site maybe i don't know but now they say in stock and i'm thinking all right well cool and this is like at like 12 12 a.m right so i'm adding the things to my cart and everything has a limit thankfully like you could buy like two of certain items one of certain things and so it was great because you know that way it was guaranteed somebody wasn't going to buy like 500 of them or whatever and i go to check out everything says it's out of stock all of a sudden like i'm i'm pressing checkout to enter my like my check like my credit card information and it says everything is sold out that i need to remove items from the cart everything is listed as sold out so i'm thinking okay well that's weird so i open up another tab and i refresh the page and everything says in stock I'm thinking well this is huh. weird so i removed everything from my cart and it let me re-add everything to the cart. And this time I did like I was gonna get two of the box set, <clears throat> one so that we could have to like raffle off or give away or something, one for me to keep, and one each of the little expansion box things that they had. And it let me add everything to the cart again. Getting ready to check out. These items are sold out. Please remove them from your cart. I'm like, what is going on right now? And so I just like I I kept cycling through it, but this time now it's like, you know, six seven minutes past. It's like a little after twelve fifteen, and I refresh the page, and now everything says out of stock again. So I'm wondering, like, is there like a problem or something? Like, is the site not ready to take on the traffic? Like, are we running into one of those queue situations, like for Disneyland when they have the events or something? So I go on multiple uh, social networks trying to figure out, like, what's going on. Maybe they have an announcement. Maybe we crashed the website from 800 million people refreshing the site trying to see if something was in stock like I was, right? Nothing. Radio silence. Shop Disney didn't say anything. Ravensburger didn't say anything. People are angry, right? Because, yeah. like, on the think about it, on the East Coast, it's past three a.m. People stay up past three a.m. on the East Coast in order to purchase this, and it's out of stock a minute into it, right? All these issues, thirty minutes in, and so nothing. And so I think, okay, well, I'm just gonna leave it alone. You know, I'll try again later or in the morning. You know, and so you know, I I, I lay there thinking like okay well right before I, I go to sleep you know I'll browse TikTok for a little while and before I go to sleep I'll like try one more time uh, around one o'clock I try again everything said in stock and so it let me add it to the card again and as I'm checking out again it said these items are out of stock please remove them from your cart and so now I'm thinking like, all right, there's obviously some bug or there's obviously something wrong, you know, well, whatever, you know, if I get them in the morning, I get them in the morning. It's not a huge deal. So in the morning, uh, it's like, you know, 630 in the morning and I jump on the site again and this time I refresh it. It's not even listed anymore. It just has the general Lorcana page like before the launch and it just said, you know, more info coming soon or sign up for updates or something. And so you couldn't even add them to the card anymore. So I don't know how many people actually purchased them from Shop Disney. It was uh, horrible, a horrible, horrible experience trying to get them from Shop Disney. I know that there were, you were able to purchase some at Disneyland. 
Uh, I'm not sure what the what the limits were in the parks. Um, but yeah, trying to purchase them online was an absolute nightmare. Uh, I've been tagged. Thankfully, I've been tagged uh, by multiple people whenever somebody posts that they have them in stock. But then I try to get in contact with the people selling them, or the like, the stores, or you know, the organizations selling them, and they're way too expensive. And eventually, Ravensburger did put out a notice saying that they they didn't have enough stock. And so it's been so popular. Like wave two is supposed to be coming out in December. And so this first wave has become so popular that they are going to do a reprint of the first wave so that people can buy it. The bad thing is that it's not going to be available until early next year. So if you wanted it as like a Christmas present or something like that, you might be able to get the wave two stuff, but it's very possible that you won't be able to get the wave one stuff until early next year. So <sighs> it's been a nightmare trying to get these cards. Dude, I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like bots and it also sounds like something with the website, but I wonder if they just like released in like batches, but that's insane. That is insane. I'm surprised you didn't like punch the monitor or something. I had to buy a new monitor. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I mean, it does sound logical, right? That they would release them in batches because I, it's what I speculated about the Hatbox Go Sipper that they say that they released a, a handful of them or a day's worth and then they held on to more to release them later. Uh, it doesn't seem like that's what's going on yet. But if they don't release more and then all of a sudden somebody goes to Company D and they're like, hey, everyone, they're like $7 at Company D. First of all, get me like five of them. <laughs> uh, second, come on, man. Seriously? So I don't know. <laughs> it's been an adventure trying to get these cards. So I'll probably try again for the second wave. Like I said, I'm not in a hurry to get them. If I can get my hands on them, cool, but I'm not going to spend over market value on these. At some point, I'll just get what I get uh, because it's more about just kind of having them to add to my Disney collection, like the stuff I own. But, um, man, just so annoying altogether. Uh, hey, you want to know what's not annoying and what I'm super happy about? Um, I was trying to come up with something funny, but I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> we did it! What? We, we did, did like... it! <laughs> we did it! We did it! We did it! We did the stuff and the stuff, and I got a backpack and, and backpack and boots. The monkey. Now I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. Map. No swiping. Yeah, exactly. We we hit our goal. We actually surpassed Yay. our goal. Uh, as you know, Team Boat Willie was trying to raise $500 for the Children's Hospital of Orange County as part of the chalk walk efforts, but we started a little late, unfortunately, and so we weren't able to put as much into it as we would have wanted to. Either way, $500 was a great goal for us to have, and we surpassed it. 
by I kept saying 120% because, you know, I was rounding up. But it was technically like 118%. But, hey, it's close enough. I'm just rounding up to 120. So we did it. We raised 120% of our goal. That's awesome. (laughs) I just want to thank everybody that helped us out with this. A really special thank you goes out to uh, FGP squad members, Jason and Julie, our friends uh, from FIA Disney, uh, our friend uh, and FGP squad member, Heather as well, who donated uh, two of the tiki mugs that we auctioned off. Mel, thank you for donating the basket of the Disney home essential stuff that we were able to kick off the auctions with. That was very generous of you as well. And, uh, man, I just, it, it, it was amazing. Like, we had some other donations come in. You know, every time that we do these things, it's always hum- a humbling experience for me, right? Especially yeah. this time around because we are in a time where it's difficult for a lot of people to give money because of financial situations that they are in is not lost on me. So the fact that we're even able to raise as much as we did is is amazing to me. You know, right. people's generosity, not only to bid on these items, but to buy and donate these items to, you know, for everyone that wasn't able to participate like on in the auctions or on the monetary side of it or make a donation, I don't I don't think you understand how valuable it was that you shared this you know, out right, to people yes. because the way that social media algorithms work is hot garbage to say the least. And so, you know, the fact that so many of you shared this and got eyes on it so that we could, you know, auction these items off was absolutely valuable in itself. So I just want to say thank you to everybody that participated in any way that you participated, whether it was, like I said, in the auctions or by sharing. Uh, Thank you so much to um, all of our donors. And um, an announcement will come at some point for our next event. Hopefully we can start a little bit earlier and we won't have, you know, time against us, you know, like we did for this one. But again, thank you so much to everyone that participated. We truly appreciate uh, everyone's participation. Thank you. Like viewers like you. That's what I felt like. Sorry. I was like, <laughs> do you, do like you want to uh, do a collective uh, cool cats and kittens for everyone involved? For like, yeah, everyone. you know, I'm, I'm, st- I'm stealing. Uh, I already, what's 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 that lady's name from the Tiger King? I, I can't oh, remember anymore. That was like um, three years ago. Carol Baskin. Uh, Carol Baskin. <laughs> I'm stealing Carol's Baskin. Carol Baskin's thing so thank you all cool cats cool kittens all the cool folk out there that helped with uh helping the children out because it's all for the kids we do it for the kids and thank you all you cool cats and kittens uh from viewers like you from viewers like you (laughs) thank you and if you want a tote bag uh you can mail us a self-addressed envelope and a check for $48, and maybe we'll give you a, a tote bag. Can we do that, Hazen? So, well, <laughs> not this particular instance that you were talking about. However, it's funny that you bring that up because uh, the idea of having some kind of incentive for a donation did come up 
for the next uh, event that we do. So I am thinking that for the next time that we fundraise for something, uh, we'll set, I think we, we talked about this maybe several episodes ago, but we didn't get a chance to actually put anything together. But for the next one, I, I think I definitely want to do this where, you know, if you donate a specific amount, you get some kind of goodie from us. If you donate, you know, uh, another amount that's a little higher, you get something else and, you know, so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned because the tote bag is actually one of the items that is possibly going to be up for grabs the next time that ah, we do this. Nice. Ah, waka so, waka. So just like the auctions, you know, you give something, you get something. But, yeah. you know, you're you're not giving it to crazy scalpers on eBay or anything. You're you're actually getting something from us. And us. you're doing good in the world. So, yeah. I just want to look on I want to look on, let's see. Uh Disney Lorcana first chapter booster box brand new shield sealed ship fast. 369.99. Nope. Nope. Lorcana it's a $50 box, TCG man. TCG bundle lot, $300 or yeah. best offer. I'll give you $5. Illumineer <laughs> Trove sealed lot of three in hand, $400. Nope. Those are $16 boxes. Wow. Lorcana yeah. common slash uncommon singles. You pick everything under $1.30 with free shipping. Oh, you buy well, a car- individual cards. You can buy well, for then. well, you know, if you pay for about a dollar per card, that's n- okay. So the bad thing about that is that you you're not able to get one of the cool foil cards or any of that other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I believe that each expansion pack has six to eight cards in it, if I'm not mistaken. And if you get six or seven of these cards for a buck or so, you're paying about the same amount for this $8 pack or this $10 pack or whatever. So it's kind of a wash with the exception that you're not guaranteed to get a foil or like a, like a, one of the, the shinies or whatever you're, you're chasing in these packets. Holy moly. I'm going through this Disney Lorcana enchanted foil. Elsa spirit of winter. Graded HGA ten pristine thousand uh, bucks t- uh, higher. Oh, twelve hundred now. Three, three what? Three thousand. I was. Like- <laughs> this is closer, but a little over. It's two thousand eight hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Plus, 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 twelve dollars shipping. Oh, that's okay. a joke. <laughs> wow. You can't even put free shipping on your th- almost $3,000 card. Wow. <laughs> so that uh, Elsa Elsa seems to be the most valuable card in the deck right now. That specific card was the one when I last check was going for around eight or $900. Uh, I'm, I don't know if they're going to get their $2,300 out of it, but I know that it has sold for around eight or 900 Here's... Uh, the D23 Expo card that we all got for free, graded, uh, mint 10. Uh, take a guess on how much this one is. 1200 No, a lot more. What? Two grand. More than Elsa. 
Really? Oh, no. Is it at five? No. It's a $4,500. No. <laughs> yeah. But this one's nope. got uh, free shipping. So well, that's the way to do it. You got that going for you. Or you can buy a what regular a rolls one for $35. What a bargain. Free shipping. Well, jumping on that one. Anyway, I derailed us, but let's keep going. <laughs> Whatever we're going. I like, I like looking up stuff on eBay. I do, too. Uh, it's dangerous at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, uh, interesting news this last mm. week. Bob Iger essentially pulled Disney from Charter Spectrum uh, in California in, or in other major uh, markets as well. Uh, Charter, the home company. Uh, apparently, there were some negotiations that didn't happen. And... Uh, programming was pulled in the middle of broadcasting the U.S. Open and like the first college game of the season because Charter had stated that Disney was insisting on higher rates but wasn't willing to be flexible you know, on any of that. They stated that there would be these unsustainable price hikes uh, for consumers and you know, forcing subscribers to pay more for all of these channels that they may not want or may not even be able to afford, right? So Charter said that when that didn't go through, that they proposed a, like a better model that would be better all around for them, for Disney, for consumers. And Disney said, yeah, no, nah, that's not enough money. And they said, just pull everything. Just don't worry about it. We're, just, we're off. We're gone. Poof. Deuces, ooses. Disney said that they ended up pulling everything from Charter because the new deal that they had presented was not uh, um, on market-based terms. So I have to ask, one, what are your thoughts on Disney doing this? Uh, Because I, I posted my main thought as soon as I saw this. I started laughing and went to Discord and posted like in our discord when this you know first happened yeah what are your thoughts on this frustrating um it's frustrating when one it's kind of a rude thing to just pull while you know people are watching their sports because people love their sports so that's one thing and for disney not to be able like this is the frustrating part for them not to be able to be flexible, it's like, come on. If you really wanted to make some money, you would be flexible. But instead, you just want to make maximum profits. I get it for a business, but come on. Like, there's so many, so many things. And the what I was listening, when I was listening to you talk about, uh, the statements that were given, it's almost like, I want to say blanket statements or safe statements. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's almost like the same amount of statements that we're hearing, not just because of this, but because of the strike and other stuff. And it's like the same tone. That's what it is. It's the same tone. So frustrating. That's pretty much it. Just frustrating. I feel for everybody. 
I have some experience with not this specifically, but we were uh, dish customers for a long time and very frequently channels on dish would go away like because of the same thing like we they were uh striking deals and da 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 and this person said they wanted this and this da 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 you know so it's it's not an uncommon thing to see i think in the pay cable slash satellite space um you know we didn't have like cbs for i think like six months or five months or something at one point because whoever owned that the local cbs channel they wanted more money than dish was willing willing to pay so this one dish dish pulled it or whatever it was you know this specific instance and you know i'm assuming because they had to and they you know they both would go i'd do my research because you know it was affecting me and I would see all the stories they're being unreasonable and they're being this one's being unreasonable that one's being unreasonable everybody's being unreasonable that's that seems to be the uh the buzzword for most of these things you know that they're, they're not keeping up with the times this is da, 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 da. and you know this this is a little different than the CBS one because the like CBS like your local channels you can get those free over the air like if you set up a antenna with the digital antenna thing, you can get those for free. Um, so your ABCs, your CBS, NBC, CW, and others, PBS. We were talking about. Um, you can get those for free. So the it would seem to me the cost of those would be less than you know like a cable channel because. You you know it's more of the convenience than anything, but the you know the people that own the 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 network channels, I'm sure see their thing as a premium product because it's you know where all the shows are that everybody wants to watch. Blah 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 blah. So, right. uh, long story short, I can see how both sides are. You know they're all they're both playing hardball. This is just how the tactics of of how these negotiations work it's just like like you said with melissa said with striking like it's i have my thing i think it's worth this so i'm taking it away until you pay me what it's worth or you convince me that to pay less we unfortunately live in capitalism and it ends up most of this time just sucking for the consumer than uh actually you know (laughs) people being like oh yeah consumer we like those people we should probably you know let appease them it's just like nah screw those guys we'll uh just do our (laughs) thing we'll pull our you know we won't pay these people then we can't make any movies or we'll just pull our channels because we want more money like again like it's 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 the like standard practice for all this stuff is it's mine. I'm going to do with it what I want and I'll try to make you look bad and you'll try to make me look bad. And then somebody will meet in the middle, whether it's two weeks from now or six months from now, an agreement will be made at some point. It's just who knows how long that agreement's going to take to get to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my main comment 
over on Discord when this first happened was just the irony of the situation, right? Because here we are in month two of the SAG after strike where they are saying, hey, this is what our stuff is worth. Give us money. And yeah. so they stopped working. They are on strike because they are not getting paid enough. And here is Bob Iger telling Charter, hey, this is what our stuff is worth. Give us more money. And then he took his his stuff away too. So, I mean, obviously this deal I think is going to be struck much sooner you know, than the SAG after negotiations. Because as far as I know, they hit a, a wall this last week when it came to negotiations, which is really bad because I saw a report where the Bureau of Labor and Statistics reported like job numbers this week. And they said that the unemployment numbers in the motion pictures like sector has decreased by 17,000 people due to the strike. A global mm-hmm. strategist had projected that the U.S. economy, originally they stated that the that the U.S. economy was going to take like a $4 billion hit because of the strike. But now because, you know, of all this other stuff going on and that the strike is continuing, that they're projecting that it's going to take about a $5 billion hit. The interesting thing about what's happening right now is You know, there was a lot of articles about how Taylor Swift and Beyonce are like saving the U.S. economy, right? I don't know a lot about what's happening with Beyonce because I don't see a lot reported on Beyonce, but I know she's on the tour. I know she's doing Mm -hmm. really well. You know, I know. Well, that's because you're a make more and not a a bee. No, no. I don't know what they call Beyonce people. Uh, like I think it's part of the beehive, yeah. Yeah. Ah, But I think. Beyonce is projected, I believe, to make more than Taylor Swift during her run, mm-hmm. you know, in, in this in this series. But, you know, the thing about Taylor is that every place she went, it, it wasn't just that people were going to the concert locally. People were flying out from other states and other places around the world to these concerts during the U.S like leg of the tour and even in in mexico which was which is where she was most recently uh doing the tour selling out hotels and like it was boosting the economy everywhere she was having the concert right uh on top of the fact that you know she from her profits was you know giving her truck drivers these insane and massive paydays and stuff like that you know, who, mm-hmm. they're all well-deserved, right? They do a lot of work, and these massive stadium tours are taxing on everybody. So, you know, the fact that she's cutting people in is kind of cool. But, you know, Taylor just did something really interesting, and she announced that she's releasing the Eras Tour in movie format. Like, they've been filming it. There's been a, a lot of speculation about what she was going to do with it, and people thought it was going to go on Disney+. Plus. Like, that was the front runner for a long time. Turns out that she made a deal directly with AMC to release it in theaters. There's a lot of people speculating that AMC doesn't know what they got themselves into because this isn't just a movie experience. Like, people are going to show up 
as if they're going to a concert. Like it's going to be craziness. You're going to have like you probably won't be able to watch another movie in that theater if they don't have really good soundproofing on the walls because people will be singing and dancing <laughs> during those shows. It's going to be a tiny concert in each of those yeah. like theaters, right? Uh, but the most interesting part, again, was that Taylor Swift basically said, like, I don't need any of these AMTPT. Am I saying that right? P P AMPTP. AMPTP. Yes. Thank you. There you go. Uh, I'm telling you, man, it's been a week. Uh, she didn't need any of the major studios to back her to distribute or release this. She basically fronted the money. She got together, she produced it, she's releasing it, and now she made a deal with AMC. And a lot of other small studios, like A24 is the most popular one right now, where a lot of these smaller studios are meeting with these other projects and saying, hey, you know, we'll meet all of your demands. We'll pay you what you want. Let's release it under our label. Forget about that, the, one of the major studios. And... Like A24, like one of the most successful things that I think is most known by by many people is Euphoria, right? So they're not putting out just like any little independent thing. They're putting out good content. And so if people can bypass the major studios and go to these smaller studios that will promise them what they want, or they're going directly to the distributors like the or these companies that will essentially show your product like Taylor Swift did, who needs the major studios? Like, I don't think they understand that people are going to get fed up if they don't fix this and they don't, you know, bend a little bit. Like you said, you know, if they don't bend a little bit on the demands, they're going to get written off, you know? It, it may not happen instantly, but it it's insane to me what's happening because I think it was the, was it David Zaslav, the guy that runs Warner Media? One of the one of the people from Warner Media was essentially saying he, they were complaining, okay, that they were saying, "Oh, the strike is costing us three hundred to five hundred million dollars," and the demands coming from SAG-AFTRA would only equal about fifty million a year. Jeez! So they are they are more willing to lose three to five hundred million this year. Just to not say that they gave in to a $50 million deal, you know, to make these people's lives better. I mean, it's mind boggling to me. I don't I don't even know how else to describe that. That's the only yeah. way. I mean, we all know. I mean, we're all I think the biggest like thing that the, they're fighting over is the AI stuff like we like, yes, money, da, da, da. I think they'll roll over on the money at some point. The AI stuff is like where they're trying to like, I think is the, the like sticking point for the studios. Like we want to get AI. So it just does it for free and we don't have to do it. Like, can it I feels tell you like something that's though? the thing. Yeah. This week, a judge ruled that AI created content cannot oh, be copywritten. Right. That's mm -hmm. right. Which means that even if they made it, it would be useless because they like they can't copyright it. Anybody could use yeah. that created content. So they're already losing. Like it's already been ruled against them. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a good idea, but oh, it yeah, still right. seems like that's what they're <laughs> fighting over. Right. right. It's, it's just egos. 
It's just ah, egos. So dumb. I swear, man. Some people. I don't right? get it. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about some more happier Disney stuff because there's stuff happening in the parks and uh, I want to talk about it because I got some happies and I got some more complainings to do. But before right. we do that, <laughs> I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. If you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, you can head on over to podcateers.com slash FGP. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a link to our Patreon, a little info on the FGP Squad. And, uh, of course, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. But being a part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional perks, like access to our happy hour calls when we get an opportunity to have those, uh, additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, discount codes whenever we release new Podcateers gear, giveaways. Um, I've been testing a lot of stuff, and I'm ready to give some stuff away. So that is always up for the FGP squad, you know, before it goes out to anybody else. So uh, giveaways and uh, and more. So if you, again, have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. And to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Uh, okay, so first of all, last week we talked about uh, the the possibility of the Ninja Turtles making a comeback to California Adventure as they once were at Hollywood Studios. Turns out we were right, wrong, wrong, right. Judge Doom and Yokai are now part of Oogie Boogie Bash. Has it officially started by the time we're recording tonight, this episode? Uh, recording night tonight is the first official it's the first official party. night, right? Cool. Yes. So uh, before we recorded this, they did have a cast preview night, and uh, there were many posts, many videos of Judge Doom and Yokai in the park. I have to admit, they look super cool. Yeah, they do. They're, uh, you know, I've not seen one video of Yokai because who cares? Judge Doom is there. <laughs> um, who cares about any other villain? I think when we go, I might just post up. Uh, and just watch Judge Doom for four hours. Uh, that'll be my whole... <laughs> it's me, my wife, and Melissa are all going together. Maybe I'll just let the two of them go do everything, and I'll just sit and watch Judge Doom uh, dip a shoe every five minutes or whatever he does. Um, <laughs> but, yes, very cool. Uh, don't let him go away. I, I hope Judge Doom is there uh, for good. Oh, my gosh. You know what we should do? Hmm. Let's get a pair of socks and put googly eyes on it. And then we'll present it to Judge Doom as a little well, teaser. I see. I don't get it. <laughs> no, because the cartoon socks. Oh, we need a cartoon socks. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Like, see, a car- not- like, like the gotcha. cartoon shoe that he dips. It's the shoe. Some car- yeah. It is late. Yes, he dips. It. So in some <laughs> of the videos, you see that he does have a shoe prop yes. that he uses. And he dips. And it looks very cool. And the, the like dip pours out of the 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 barrel and yeah it's very cool 
Um, they even have like kind of like a mock-up of the um, Dipmobile. It's not really the Dipmobile. It's like just an old truck with like a chair on top and like a crane thing. Close but enough. It's still, it's still cool. Yeah, it is. They even gave the guy like he's got like a prosthetic chin and stuff. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. The prosthetic chin is on point, dude. Yes. He just needs like, I don't know if he, I can't really tell from the videos, but Christopher Lloyd had very like prominent like fake teeth. Yeah. Uh, in that, and I don't think he's wearing fake teeth in this because it's probably hard to mm. talk. Um, but that would just make it like all the the more if he had the weird like, because that's the whole thing with Judge Doom is like he's a tune pretending to be human, so everything is like fake to cover it up. Right. And so that's anyway. Judge Doom is awesome. Uh, maybe it should just be Judge Doom Bash featuring Judge Doom. <laughs> <laughs> and the cast of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Who, f- um, who Framed Judge Doom. No, it's like, instead of Oogie Boogie <laughs> Bash, it's Judge Doom Bash. Uh, ho- spot hosted by Judge Doom. So we get Christopher Lloyd, and he does all the announcements from outside, And you know, instead of Oogie Boogie. And yeah, it'd be great. Million Everybody would love idea. it. More people know Judge Doom than Oogie Boogie. I'm like, I'm like a hundred percent sure on that. I'm like, I'm so <laughs> sure that everybody knows Judge Doom That's and true. nobody knows Oogie Boogie. They just <laughs> did Oogie Boogie because it's a nice alliteration. Oogie Boogie Bash. No, I, I think Doom, you're right. I think you're right. I think more people know Judge Doom from his uh, unforgettable appearance in the Nightmare Before Toontown. I mean, yes. everybody. Oh my like, gosh, that'd be a great that. mashup. Yeah, yeah I remember that. <laughs> somebody, somebody that's good with art, get on that. D- like stop right? motion, Roger Rabbit. Anyway, Judge Doom is cool. I'm sure Yokai is cool <laughs> he's too. He's a but, cool cat, uh, a cool kitten. He's a cool kitten, <laughs> a cool tune. He can make his hand turn into a chainsaw or a hammer, and he can make his eyes shoot out like knives. It's great, Judge Doom. Yeah. Awesome. Judge, I wonder what Judge Doom's first name is. I guess he's a tune, so maybe that's just his like tune name is just Judge Judge. Yeah, it's like Judge Nelson or whatever that guy's name is, where his first name is Judge. He's not like an actual judge. He's just was that judge Doom. the guy from Coach? No, no, that's, that's Craig. That's T. Craig T. Nelson, okay. who's the, also yeah. the voice <laughs> of Mister Incredible. Yeah, uh, okay. Judge. Uh, I know Mike Judge. No, there's <laughs> there is a guy named. Judge Reinhold? Yeah, it's it. The guy from the Santa Claus, right? Yeah, but he his plays name is Neil. like Ed or something. Like his real name is Ed Reinhold. Or Edward Ernest Judge Reinhold Jr. There you go. So it's just a nickname. There anyway, that's the guy I was thinking of from the Santa Claus. Boom. Who plays boring old Neil. We did it. We did it. He, backpack, he backpack. Want, Neil wanted a weenie whistle. <laughs> In the Santa, just so you know, (laughs) in the Santa Claus, he wanted a weenie whistle, (laughs) you know, like the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile whistle, and then he gets it and he blows it, and he gets it. And then what does his mom get? What is his? Okay, we're just going way off track. Do you remember what his mom wanted that he was his mom got? The dollhouse thing. Yeah, but what is that? Uh, What is it, Melissa? Dollhouse thing. Santa Claus. I no. still remember. I could only guess Oh, see, I was Anyway, wrong. we were talking <laughs> about Judge Doom and Oogie Boogie Bash, but why not the Santa... Maybe the Santa Claus can be at Oogie Boogie Bash. <laughs> 
like the robot Santa Claus from the Santa oh. Claus three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, ho, ho, ho. Anyway, Doogie Boogie Bash. I looked up a list of where the Oogie Boogie Bash villains are, if anybody wants to know where they are. Yeah. Okay, to get us back on track, Mother Gothel is at the Treat Trail near Grizzly Peak. This is, um, uh, this is the, it's by the big old bear. Uh, the old fast pass uh, location for Grizzly River Run. Uh, Judge Doom is to the left of Soren past the plane that's sitting there. You know, you go under the monorail track. They open that up. Um, Ernesto de la Cruz is now uh, moved from his place he was last year to um, the Hyperion Theater um, queue. Ernie. Uh, yes. Uh, Agatha is in Avengers Campus. A uh, yokai is uh, near San Francisco. Um, this is over by. Um, it looks like it's towards the entrance near Budin, where the treat trail is. Uh, Sid is at Pixar Pier, and Cruella Deville is at the uh, stage in the Hollywood backlot. So, according to this, it looks like they don't have. Where Ernesto de la Cruz was last year was that like weird, and I think where um, Doctor Facilier was prior to that was like that weird place that's like a weird big gate that's mm-hmm. like right before Avengers Campus um, that's mostly closed and they only open it up sometimes. So it looks like that's not being used for a villain. At this point, maybe they're going to be putting some meet and greets there. I'm not 100% sure. I don't have the whole Oogie Boogie Bash thing up, just the um, the list of the villains. But at least, you know, we get some good old villains like Judge Doom. Are you talking about the gates sad. by Mission Breakout where the parade comes in and out? No. no. If you go down the main walkway on the right is uh, Grizzly River, the, the mountain the Grizz- oh right, peak. right right okay and okay, on the left yeah, yeah. there's like just a big gate thing big wooden where racers fast pass used to be well right, but right, before right. that okay. yeah like it's it's like when it's like where the well yeah and no, i guess that is like where yeah the bugs it's a it's tough to be a bug fast mm-hmm. pass was and stuff right it's like right after um carthay circle on the left yeah okay yeah i know what you're talking about now I, I was on the wrong side of that area. Uh, I guess we know where you're going to spend your time when you Yes, go. just <laughs> Judge Dubin' it up. I don't know. Maybe I'll yell at him like Roger Rabbit. Who knows if I, if I, you know. Can you, I, please, can you please let us know get so we can record? Yes. <laughs> yes. And can we get some video of yeah. you doing that? I saw somebody that I followed dressed up as uh, Roger Rabbit tonight, uh, the first night to go visit Judge Doom. But then he promptly changed after it because the Roger Rabbit costume was hot. <laughs> I bet it was. I'm on the plus so, yeah. side, we're out of the heat wave-ish. Yeah. So if you did decide to dress as Roger or Jessica, I don't know what you're going to dress up as. Uh, at least you won't be <laughs> Benny so the Cab. Benny the Cab. <laughs> that now cool. that's a hot costume. Everybody loves Benny the Cab. That's right. That's right. They do. Hey, let's hop over to Disneyland for some stuff that's happening over there. Tiana's Palace is opening soon. When is it opening? 
it opens September 7th, 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 just just... in a few days from recording this, 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 this. Oh, we got even an echo on that one. Wow. Echo, echo. They will have chicken, 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 and shrimp and grits, grits, grits. Okay, this is getting annoying. I'm not going to do it anymore. (laughs) Uh, What are they going to have? Cornbread, bread, bread, bread. That's what they, okay, so according to this, they will have Cajun spice half chicken, which I believe was served, um, uh, the half chicken was served previously at uh, French Market. Um, They have Gulf shrimp and grits, uh, seven greens gumbo, uh, house gumbo. They will also have a beef po' boy, which looks pretty good. Uh, Muffaletta sandwich, which is a... Uh, it says salami, ham, and cheddar. Has salami, ham, cheddar, and provolone sandwich. Mm. Um, they also have cornbread um, as a side, as along with baked macaroni and cheese, beans and rice, coleslaw, cheesy grits, and heirloom rice. Um, they also have kids' meals with um, roasted chicken drumstick. Or uh, toasted ham and cheese or baked macaroni. Um, they will also be having the house filled beignet with as a lemon filled with lemon glazed beignet. Um, they'll Ooh. also serve Joffrey's Chicory Sweet Cream Cold Brew. And they'll also be selling a Ray the Firefly Glow Cube for your drink. Naturally. There's also a like a like a collectible it's a uh, lily pad and lotus cup ceramic set so it's like a little it's like a lily pad plate with a little lotus cup like Aww. they're both ceramic so it looks kind of like i don't know looks like hard to carry around the park but that's looks like all the food plus there's been you know the remodeling on the interior and exterior so looks like a uh, you know as as long as they keep the menu like good instead of just turn it into like all right after a year we're done making this you know sandwich we're just gonna have uh fried chicken like everywhere else and the same you know that's my biggest problem with with the food service at disneyland i don't want to get into a whole thing but it's a whole thing yeah flow's menu is trash from once it once it was i'm sorry i just had to bring up flow's menu because i'm (laughs) i'm I'm so like mad about it because it was so good when it first opened and now it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. It's not like not not good. It's bad. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, There's what were you going to say? Tons of people that feel like that. Uh, I'm actually curious about that chicory coffee. I've I've heard of it. I've never tried it before. Uh, apparently, it's tasty. Uh, Joffrey's is known for a lot of Disney coffees. Um, they have a lot, like, and it's a lot of officially branded stuff too. Like, they have like a Disney 100 blend, and the the Happy Harvest, and an Encanto blend, and like they have a Sea Witch brew, and a like the what's the Maleficent one, the Dragon Roast something or other. They got a Pumpkin spice, because you know everybody loves pumpkin spice. Oh my god, um, I love pumpkin spice. I don't I love hate pumpkin spice. <laughs> I, I even yeah. said it like, I said it like pumpkin, not like p- 
pumpkin because it's pumpkin spice. I love pumpkin spice too. I love pumpkin spice <laughs> latte and the pumpkin spice. You know what? They should make a pie that's like pumpkin spice. They should make everything pumpkin spice. What if they had a pumpkin spice pie? Oh, like I would love a pie that's like pumpkin spice, and then you could put like a whipped cream on it or something, and you could maybe have it at like Thanksgiving or something. That sounds (laughs) phenomenal. I think you would be a millionaire if you made a pumpkin spice pie. But instead of whipped cream, maybe Cool Whip. Everything's Maybe, better and with then, Cool Whip. And then you put more pumpkin spice on the top. Just a little bit. You you know those jack-o'-lanterns that you get at like Halloween? What if you made one of those like pumpkin spice flavored? You like, are you could... a genius. <sighs> you are going to make <laughs> millions off of your idea. I love pumpkin spice. You are is the this... pumpkin spice a king. Is this is that like the Tiger King? Because I don't want to go to jail. No, 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 <laughs> no. Way better than the Tiger King. You are the pumpkin spice king. No, it's the pumpkin spice king. Thank you very so, much. Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin. Pumpkin. King. Happy Pumpkin King, Jack Skellington, Pumpkin, yay, Pumpkin. Pumpkin. <laughs> Is this annoying yet? There's no way to end it. We just got to keep going forever. Oh, my There's gosh. no way to end it. And now you're going to hear great moments with the Pumpkin King himself, Mr. Andrew. Wait, we didn't even talk about... <laughs> I was like, wait, we got more stuff to talk about. We can't do that yet. But that's what's going to happen. Soon. Okay, I'll do the whole great moments with Mr. Pumpkin Man in this vice. <laughs> Perfect. It'll take an hour it's and a half. It's gonna make us I millions. So slow because it's gonna, it's gonna make gonna... us millions. Oh my god, shoes. You are a genius. Alright, shoes. Okay, and scene. All right. So, <laughs> one of the biggest changes that coming so stupid. to New Orleans Square. Listen, the fact that you committed to the bit that long, I love you for it, man. But one of the <laughs> biggest changes that's coming to New Orleans Square isn't Tiana's Palace. Because, listen, it's a restaurant, right? Like, we get it. What? It's a retheme. We've seen that. But the hallowed grounds of the Haunted Mansion are in for a metamorphosis in early 2024. Andrew, would you like to tell us about the grounds of this quieting metamorphosis? Uh, sure. Uh, I'm not doing that voice anymore. Also, I don't know if uh, the Haunted Mansion grounds are hallowed. They are for me! I just think it's an interesting choice of words. (laughs) I think they're more, like, uh, damned because of the ghosts and things. But anyway. They are for me. I see. All Uh, hail Hatbox Coast Day. Yes, Hatbox yes. Ghost, the notorious HBG, as he's right. uh, <laughs> been known to be called. Uh, anywho, right. uh, Haunted Mansion is going to get a couple little uh, refreshes. Not really the uh, not the attraction itself, but the exterior, uh, starting with an extension to the queue. Um, it looks like this extended queue, it's not, you know... Uh, 
specifically said, but based on the concept art and where it's placed, is going to take over the former uh, Fast Pass machine area. Um, it looks like they're going to knock down some of that uh, wrought iron work that's over there surrounding the Fast Pass machines, uh, maybe expand it a little bit. But uh, it looks like it's mostly going to take up from the gates of the haunted, ma- like right by the, the entrance gates, all the way back to uh, right up against the railroad. Um, and it's kind of like a little garden and there's a little greenhouse thing, but it looks like an, you know, it's just an extended queue sort of thing. Um, my guess is based on how the art is, uh, laid out that this will be, uh, you'll enter this, you know, if the line's long enough, you'll enter the extended queue first and then it'll just kind of make a big old loop and then you come back out the same area you went in and then enter through the actual haunted mansion gates uh to do the rest of the regular queue um for what i can tell on that um other additions uh on the opposite side of the mansion as you exit where there currently is old fast patch machine location plus extended queue for splash mountain will now be a carriage house uh, that will be a according to this belonging to Madame Leota, this carriage house. So apparently, Madame Leota, you know, just does maybe does the you know the whole uh, uh, tarot cards and and all that stuff on the side. But she's really like a Wainwright, day job Wainwright, night job you know speaking to the dead. Uh, I guess <laughs> that's tracks. a way. A, a Wainwright is a person that makes wagons, if you didn't know. That That's tracks. what a Wainwright does. I did not know. <laughs> and so there will be uh, a little shack-looking dealio uh, as you exit uh, the love Mansion. Is it a uh, little old place where we can be together? Oh, please do the rest of this in that voice. Tell us about <laughs> Madame Leota. Madame Leota went to the Wainwright house and then she did stuff and then sells you merchandise. Baby. I don't know. I can't. I can only do it in like. (laughs) I'm the guy from the B-52s. Baby. You have to say baby a bunch is the only way I can probably stay in that voice. Anyway, so there's going to be a gift shop um, outside uh, belonging to Madame Leota for some old reason. Um, Also, uh. From the concept art, it does look like we might be losing the fountain that is outside, that is between the mansion and uh, the now Tiana's palace, you know, in that kind of courtyard thing. Um, They're trying to, looks like they're trying to expand seating. There's also a gazebo with a band playing. So I don't know if uh, the stage that was once in the French market where the Jambalaya Jazz Band and all those guys would play is now going to be facing the other way. Um, it's, again, hard to tell just based on concept art alone. It doesn't say specifically what that is going to be. They just showed more concept art. Um, and then also uh, buried in the bottom of this, there's also going to be a new exit elevator uh, from the mansion for uh, guests with disabilities. Currently, if you don't know, uh, anybody that's in a wheelchair or that cannot... Um, uh, use the the speed ramp out of the mansion. They continue on uh, after the speed ramp exit, and you go back up 
the stretching room. So it's the shrinking room when you go back up and it's a whole kind of like a hot mess. It gets, you know, really backed up with, you know, people coming in, people going out. So it looks like this new elevator hopefully will help with some of that congestion. Um, and yeah, I don't know where that's going to go either, but that's kind of a, it was a little thing tacked on to the end of, of this whole exterior remodel. Um, it does say that the, don't worry that the, uh, Ghost horse drawn carriage and the pet cemetery are still part of the mansion. So no need to worry about those going away. It's just additional things going on, I guess. Awesome that the queue is getting, you know, a little bit of love. It does get a little backed up, you know, out into the walkway. And it can be a little bit of a nightmare when the line gets super long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's hard for me to get into this because I don't know who's seen the movie yet. Have all three of us seen the movie yet? No. Melissa! (laughs) I have been just, I have been busy and I haven't been able to. I'm sorry. I get you. Revoke my pass or my card. (laughs) Melissa. I'm mad at you. Not really. uh, I pretend mad at you. Totally, totally get it. Um, but the the word is that they're going to be making some changes and there's going to be a little bit of a connection now to the story of the sea captain, which has kind nice. of loosely been there, right? Like we know that there's a right. lot of connections out of New Orleans Square. There's connections inside of the mansion. There's stories that have spawned about the sea captain and who Master Gracie really is and stuff. Now... I'm not sure how much of that is going to connect to the film. And that is one of the things I'm just itching to talk to all of you about because the film presents some issues with the existing and non-existing canon of the Haunted Mansion, which, you know, is a great discussion for us to have. So whenever you're ready, Mel, let us know when you watch it and we'll have the discussion because I know there's FGP squad members that also want to jump on this call so we could talk about it as well. Oh, I bet. Um, Yeah. But that's where I'm going to leave it. I know that there's going to be some interesting changes, but what I really wanted to ask you both about is, listen, I'm a Haunted Mansion fan through and through. And normally I'd be like, oh my God, we got like West Coast Memento Mori. But yeah. Couldn't they just make another seating area and just like convert, like fully convert a shop in New Orleans Square? We had this question. Yeah. I mean, I had that question too. The only thing I'm hoping is they add a little bit more to it. If you're going to bring a shop, add something else. If we get a chance to, you know, have those pictures taken and be able to take that home with us like they do in Florida cool if they have like if it's decorated in a way where you could just go in there i mean i think it's going to be a win in the summer all right cool like i i want to see i would like to see i'm not gonna say i want to see i would like to see like positives and little things uh easter eggs something that'll make you want to go back but if it's going to be like a shop let's say uh by matterhorn the gift shop there then, eh, but I don't think it is. I mean, do I have the bar set high? Maybe, but if it's gonna be Leota, it has to be good. It, it has to be a good addition. Any more Haunted Mansion stuff? Yay! <laughs> I mean, it's in my opinion, like it makes more sense 
their like where they're putting it than where the mansion stuff is now because the mansion stuff is by Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. Uh so it's kind of like on the opposite side. And yep. you know, the other shops that are in New Orleans Square are either leased or they're tiny. Or they are Tiana's mom's clothes shop that they just opened up was the only one. And that's even deeper into like the backs of the, you know, inner streets of Northern Square. I mean, the shop doesn't look to be like humongous. I mean, based on on the sketches, you know, I can guess this building is probably like 20 by 40 feet ish uh, interior. Um, so, I mean, and that's not a huge place over there anyway. So it looks like they'll be, you know, I kind of want to look up uh, to see what exactly is there now to I think it's, to base uh, it, it because it's just like cute, like it's fast pass machines and a weird cart. Yeah, I mean, they do have like a little area right there because they have a cart uh, where you can buy stuff now. Um, and there is like a little like alcove that you can walk into that, uh, I want to say was originally part of the splash mountain, like switchback. It's like the super extended queue for, um, okay. So I'm looking up. Oh, that's not a very good picture. Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to look on, uh, like Google earth view, but it's not a great photo. Um, but I mean, there's not a ton of room there. I mean, there is like some like mountain or whatever, uh, manufactured mountain, probably hill that they could probably, you know, excavate into a little bit to build this building. Um, but if this gets the like weird, like nightmare before, well, here's the other thing too. If they don't put Nightmare Before Christmas stuff in there, then I'd be happy. Make the one by Pirates of the Caribbean, the Nightmare Before Christmas store. And then if this is by the Haunted Mansion, make this the Haunted Mansion store. Like, I, I don't... Every every shop in Disneyland sells Nightmare Before Christmas stuff, especially during Halloween. But every time of year, there's... there's that You can get Jack Skellington 365 days a year at almost any shop at Disneyland. So I'm fine with it. I think they're doing a nice job of it. It's not attached to the mansion. It's a separate building. It doesn't like ruin the picture of the mansion. Any pictures you take, this probably won't be in it because it's so detached and outside that brick and wrought iron, you know, fence. Um, so I I think I think it's a, a good addition. That's kind of a my guess is they're thinking this is a wasted space, which it kind of is because it just has a little cart and yeah, old switchbacks and stuff for the extended queue for splash mountain. So they must be trying to redo that queue. So it doesn't go all the way over the bridge and around and back and da 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 that it currently does. Um, yeah. So long story short, I think I'm okay with it. Ah. Uh... You know that ultimately I'm going to be okay with this, right? Because it's haunted yeah, and merchandise you know, yeah. and everything. But I just, I don't know. I think with all the news and everything that's been coming out recently about 
you know, them pulling the Spectrum stuff and, you know, the, the Strike stuff and then for them to be like, let's do more merch. I don't know. If they opened this shop while none of that was going on, I think I would be like, hey, cool, Haunted Mansion merch, right? But right now it's just kind of like, guys, read the room. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. just it feels like the wrong time to debut a new shop. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's not opening until next year sometime. So, like, still, it's the just, announcement it's, it's, uh, is just, you yeah. know, I think. And remember, I'll I'll use your words back against you, not like in a ma- bad way or anything. But remember, these are all separate companies, and they all don't necessarily talk to each other That's when true. they're announcing news and making things. Like, there's no reason for movie department to talk to imagineering for when they're going to build a building so they're just like we're building a building you know and this has probably been in the works for a year and a half and they're pro- they're just announcing it now xyz kind of thing it's been on the docket because you know this instead of doing tomorrowland we're just gonna do another you know shop by new orleans square you know it it's probably all part of the the splash mountain redo like stuff that is all planned to try and make this more you know the the feel and the the transition from new orleans square to crater country kind of blend a little better i don't know but yeah that's it's uh they they don't necessarily talk to each other i would think when these things happen yeah well i mean like i said overall i know that it, it, look, it's a Haunted Mansion thing, and it, in the end, I'm just going to be like, oh, my God, Haunted Mansion merch. But mm-hmm. I think right now there's just one of those, like, guys, read the room. It's like, guys, guys, not now. Just go yeah. get a slice of pumpkin spice pie. <laughs> ah, yummy. Yummy. So before we jump into great moments with Mr. Andrew, there's one big change that came to the Haunted Mansion. Uh, now that it's reopened for a Haunted Mansion um, holiday, that oh no. it's a very small addition that made me go, That's what? So small. And that was in the attic. There was a tiny, tiny present near the, near the tail of the big snake that's up in the attic. With a little tag that says Rolly. And there's a tiny Candleman. Tiny little Candleman. The Candleman, if you're not familiar, was one of the creations that Rolly Crump created for the Museum of the Weird. It's a figure of what looks like a a person, like it's got a human-ish form. But it's wax that's melting, and it looks super cool. There was uh, a tribute art show many years ago, and there was uh, like a, a sculpture of it that looks super amazing. Uh, the Candleman has appeared in... Oh, the Candleman was in Seekers of the Weird in the comic book. And mm-hmm. uh, the Mistress of Evil... I forgot her name. It starts with a D. I don't remember what her name is. But in the comic, she tells the kids that if they don't bring her back the the clock the the coughing clock thing before the candleman burns then they would they would you know they would basically suffer the consequences and stuff so yeah she uses the candleman as as an actual timepiece but man 
this is an awesome little Easter egg, right? Like, you know, we, we lost Rolly not too long ago. And the fact that we never got an, an actual uh, museum of the weird, but in some way, shape, or form, these things are finding themselves into the mansion. Again, I want to talk about the film because there's so much to talk about. Um, but man, when I first got the text message, uh, saying like, Hey, uh, I'm getting some reports that there's a candle man inside of the haunted mansion. I went straight to discord and I knew that eventually somebody would post it. And Andrew was the first one to find it. And he sent us a picture and I lost it. I got like all like misty eyed and (laughs) happy. And it was one of those moments that just like, it made me feel good. It made me feel nice, warm and spooky fuzzy and uh ultimately just happy happy haunt yeah uh warm fuzzies warm fuzzies for sure um when you text i i've been not so good on discord so i kind i missed that but it was exciting to hear from you hazen um because you just told us and i'm like wait 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 i'm like we need a picture like what are you talking about show us you know this is like this is huge and so we see the picture or i see the picture and i'm like that it's it's so cool like i'm looking at the details and it's like it's just awesome to finally see it like practically at home and Mm -hmm. i'm studying it i'm like that is so cool i want to see and i'm like my brain is like I kind of want to make one. I want to make one. And then I keep looking at it and I'm like studying it and I look and I'm like, there is a little tag for Rolly. I'm like, it, it's on the floor. So you have to like look for it, but it's such a cute gesture. And it, it's it that kind of a thing. And like you said, we lost Rolly and it's been recent. And so it's like the feels are there. Part of me is like, I wish this would have happened before, but things happen for a reason, and I'm glad it's there. It's adorable, and I'm most likely going to make myself one because it is so cool. So, so cool. And I like how it glows. So, yeah, don't be surprised (laughs) if I have one next to me because I have to make one because it's just so cool looking. Yeah, it's, you know, I'm sure this is a, you know, because Rolly passed in March of this year that this was, you know, I, I you know, they're probably working on, you know, finalizing the mansion stuff for Haunted Mansion Holiday and and thought it would be a, a good fitting tribute um, for Rolly, you know, to, to honor him and, and man- you know, Haunted Mansion Holiday is a temporary thing, so I think it's a little... Um, they can have a little more fun, I would imagine, with what they put in, you know, changing up the the um, gift boxes and changing up the, the gingerbread house, et cetera, et cetera. So they can, you know, put these little things in where, like, the canon of the ride, like, is more, quote unquote, sacred that, you know, everything has to be, like, researched and this and that and whatever before they put it in. But... I would be we happy if if little Candleman uh, stayed hidden in the attic somewhere, um, 
as a tribute. They, I mean, make a full Candleman. Why not? I don't know. If just make a whole pride. Be- turn turn <laughs> Madame Leota's yeah turn Madame Leota's carriage house into a museum of the weird instead of Ooh. instead of carriage house. You know, I don't know. Wait a second. Wait a second. Now you got my attention. Uh-huh. Now you got my attention. Listen, if this shop, if I don't care if they have merch, but if they have the oddities that were meant for the Museum of the Weird on display in any shape or form in this shop, that is a fitting tribute. That is a great use of that shop because, yeah, you can sell whatever you want, but not only do you get to sell stuff, but you now bring this piece of lost Disney history. I mean, it's not lost, right? Everybody knows about it, but this this piece of the mansion that never was into Un- fruition. Uncreated. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you now That's make what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Listen. Okay. Put I'm it out on there board in the now. Yes. <laughs> if this is what it turns out to be, I'm so on board now. If that's what you meant, Mel, I'm sorry. I didn't understand. But that's okay. If if that's what you meant <laughs> from the beginning, then I am so on board, man. Um, I I do have a question about the the Candleman though, because mm-hmm. I I don't know if this was like a new because the first I like I saw it and what was my first thing that I said? What did I want to do? Printer. <laughs> that's right. Yep. It was it was another one in the yes column for a 3D printer. printer. Damn right. And the the one thing that I wondered looking at it is it's just about the right scale to be the exact same candleman that was on Rolly's desk in the episode of um the the Disneyland show when when Walt was walking around with Julie Ream showing her all the haunted mansion stuff. Remember, there's a scene where they walk up to Rolly and he's talking about like all these weird things and the you know the 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 spooky house. Um, mm-hmm. they, like on his desk behind him, there is a little tiny Candleman. So I'm assuming that that's part of the Disney archives. So I don't know. Uh, I'd have to go back and look at it, but it looks like it would be about the right size to be the same one. Yeah, I'm bringing it up right now. I know. Um, <laughs> I I'm, I I'm good at uh, I'm good at googling. Um, that one, the one that's on the desk, where it it does look like about the same height, but that one it looks a little different and a little more complex. Oh, and does detailed. It? Okay. Yeah, it's like it's like real fleshed out. This is I'm looking at a picture on the on D23 website cuz there's also like uh like goo in a bucket man and you know he's Got holding it. the coffin clock. Um there's a bunch of stuff. There's a little Leota thing there. But yeah, there's um you know, there's a wagon. There's a bunch of stuff sitting on the desk, but it does look look to be a little more more complicated than that maybe just slightly bigger you know it's hard to tell because it's in the background but um yeah also i think it i i think you know just practicality wise if anybody has that that's not Rolly's family it's probably in the archives right um, yeah most likely and i don't know if they would let them just pull that out for that just in like a like practicality standpoint that seems like a very like I guess it would be a little brittle at this point, right? 
I would. Mm-hmm. Dep- did he make it out of wax? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe it melted yeah. already. Maybe. Oh, I'm so. T- damn it! I'm so converted on this shop thing outside of the mansion. If it turns out to be like a little museum of the weird homage, I'm so on board with that. Listen, Disney, if that was not your original plan and all you planned on was hanging horrible designs up along the walls (laughs) of that little merch shop. No, there's going to be like wagon wheels and stuff because it's a a cart. It's the garage. It's the Haunted Mansion's garage, basically. The carriage house where you... Where you keep your carriage or the garage, as right. it's known here uh, in modern day. Make it a tiny museum of the weird. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think it's time to start wrapping up this episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts before we begin the wrap down process. We'd love to hear your thoughts on anything that we've talked about in this episode. We'd love for you to join our community over on Discord if you haven't done so yet. It's super easy to join. Head over to podcasters.com slash links. There you will find a link to our latest episode, a link to the Quizneyland playlist, links to our YouTube channel, Larry's YouTube channel, Goofy Guys Adventures. Uh, Make sure that you're following him because he does live streams from the park uh, two or three times a week. And uh, we also have links to some of the stuff that we're doing, like our fundraisers, uh, stuff that we're selling for Team Boat Willie whenever we're doing uh, sales for that to raise money. Uh, and, of course, the uh, link to the FGP squad and our our Discord link. So um, podcasters.com slash links is where you will find some of those uh, more common links that were asked about. But, uh, yeah, I think it's time to start wrapping up the episode. Uh, and, of course, the way that we're going to do it is we're going to have the Pumpkin Spice King himself, Mr. Andrew, talk about pumpkins. And uh, what is it this this week? Is it 1993 and 1994? Oh, my God, you're so right. That's 1993, and this is Great Moments with Mr. Andrew. Um, Apparently, my phone is playing music. Hopefully, you don't hear that. I just turned it off. Copyright strike! Uh, Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth... Okay, I can't do this anymore. It'll take just as long as this episode is to read these four pages of... uh, Great moments with Mr. Andrew. The years are 1993 and 1994. Again, I will mention every time we are standing in solidarity with the actors and writers uh, and not covering film and TV. So that starts us off with video games in 1993 for Nintendo. Nintendo, uh, The releases are DuckTales 2, Goof Troop, Aladdin, Mickey's Safari in Letterland, The Jungle Book, and Chippendale's Rescue Rangers 2. For Sega, we have Aladdin, Deep Duck Trouble, The Jungle Book, Beauty and the Beast, Belle's Quest, and Beauty and the Beast, Roar of the Beast, and Goofy's Hysterical History Tour. Uh, For personal computers, we have The Perils of Mickey, Follow the Reader, Mickey's Memory Challenge, Coaster, and The Aladdin Print Kit. Uh, And for uh, handheld consoles, we have Tailspin, Mickey Mouse 4, 
Mano no Labyrinth. That's a Japanese game. Uh, Mickey Mouse Magic Wands. Aladdin, The Jungle Book, Goof Troop, The Little Mermaid, and Darkwing Duck. Um, also this year, the Software Publishers Association holds its annual Excellence in Software Award ceremonies. Uh, the Critics' Choice Award for Best Consumer Product is Stunt Island by Walt Disney Software. Uh, for theme parks in 1993. On January 11th, the motorboat cruise attraction at Disneyland closes. And later in January, the Fantasia Gardens Topiary Water Gardens uh, open at Disneyland, replacing the motorboat cruise. On January 24th, uh, Mickey's Toontown opens at Disneyland. It includes Mickey's House, Minnie's House, Daisy's Diner, the Acorn Ball Crawl, the Jolly Trolley, Gadget's Go Coaster, Donald's Boat, the Gag Factory, Pluto's Doghouse, Toontown 5 and Dine Shop, Goofy's Gas Station, Goofy's Bounce House, and Chippendale's Treehouse. Uh, you may notice one attraction that wasn't present on opening day. Uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, in March, construction begins on Space Mountain at Euro Disneyland. On March 30th, the Disney Vacation Development Incorporated Company announces plans to build a 440-unit timeshare resort in Florida, 95 miles southeast of Walt Disney World. On April 2nd, the Aladdin's Royal Caravan Parade begins at Disneyland. On April 12th, one year after its opening, Euro Disneyland has welcomed 10.5 million guests. On October 15th, Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Resort celebrate its 10th anniversary. On April 17th, the Tahitian Terrace Restaurant at Disneyland closes. Um, also in April, Disney buys the option to buy 23,000 acres of land from Exxon near Haymarket, Virginia. The plan is to build the Disney's America Historical Theme Park there. On May 28th, groundbreaking begins on the Tower of Terror at Disney MGM Studios. On June 12th, four restaurants in Euro Disneyland begin serving alcohol. Uh, also in June, the City Council of Anaheim approves a Disney proposal to build a $2.75 billion resort and theme park near Disneyland, including a hotel and Westcott Center. Also in June, uh, ground is broken at Disneyland for the construction of Indiana Jones, uh, and Disneyland President Jack Lindquist retires. On October 1st, the Tahitian Terrace in Adventureland reopens as Aladdin's Oasis. On July 28th, the Bank of America closes its branch in Disneyland. The location continues under the name Bank of Main Street. On July 30th, Indiana Jones et le Temple du Perel opens in Adventureland at Euro Disneyland. This is the first Loop the Loop attraction at a Disney theme park. On September 27th, the Listen to the Land boat ride ceases operation in the Land Pavilion in Epcot Center. On November 10th, Euro Disney SCA reports a first-year loss of 5.3 billion French francs. Uh, that is $901 million U.S. On November 11th, Disney announces plans to build a 150, uh, or they officially announce plans to build a 150-acre amusement park called Disney's America with a history theme in Piedmont, Virginia. The 3,000-acre a $650 million development would also include a campground, golf course, 2,500 homes, and 2 million uh, square feet of office and commercial space. On November 18th, an audio-animatronic robot of President Bill Clinton performs uh, in the Hall of Presidents show at Walt Disney World for the first time. Also on November 18th, the Bronze Partners statue of Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse is installed at the Hub at Disneyland. 
On December 10th, the Living with the Land boat ride begins operation in the Land Pavilion at Epcot Center. And on December 23rd, the Cirque du Soleil Theater opens at Downtown Disney's West Side in Walt Disney World with the production of La Nuba. Uh, other notable events of 1993, Disney decides to build two cruise ships. Uh, Disney chairman and president Michael Eisner visits the dilapidated New Amsterdam Theater on 42nd Street in New York. He agrees that the Walt Disney Company should take part in its restoration. Um, a special $1 Disney dollar is created to celebrate Mickey Mouse's 65th birthday. The second Disney-hosted Disney Anna convention is held in Disneyland. It is double the size of the first one. Uh, the Wall Street Journal newspaper reports that Disney is planning a theme park in Virginia. We already talked about this. That happened before the official announcement, obviously. Um, and New York Deputy Mayor Barry Sullivan and the Walt Disney Company sign a memorandum of understanding for the renovation of the new Amsterdam Theater and renewal of the area. Uh, the Disney Legends class of 1993 includes Pinto Klovig, Buddy Ebsen, Peter Ellenshaw, Blaine Gibson, Harper Goff, uh, Irving Ludwig, Jimmy McDonald, Clarence Nash, Don Tatum, and Card Walker. Uh, birthdays for 1993. Uh, we have April 16th, Chance the Rapper. May 14th, Miranda Cosgrove. June 26th, Ariana Grande. August 26th, Kiki Palmer. And October 8th, Angus T. Jones. Uh, deaths of 1993, we have April 19th, uh, husband of Mary Blair, Lee Blair, uh, October 25th, Vincent Price, and December 13th, Ken Anderson. Uh, that brings us to 1994. For video games in 1994, uh, for Nintendo, we have Chippendales Rescue Rangers 2, Mickey's Ultimate Challenge, Beauty and the Beast, Mickey Mania, The Timeless Adventures of Mickey Mouse, The Great Circus Mystery starring Mickey and Minnie, The Lion King, Bonkers, Mickey's Adventure in Numberland, and Mickey's Great Adventure in Tokyo Disneyland. Uh, for Sega, we have uh, Math Antics with Disney's 101 Dalmatians, Bonkers, Mickey's Blast into the Past, A Year at Pooh Corner, Aladdin, The Lion King, and Deep Duck Trouble. For theme parks in 1994, on January 3rd, the Kitchen Cabaret audio animatronic show at the Land Pavilion at Epcot, uh, Epcot, at Epcot closes. On January 26th, Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin opens in Mickey's Toontown at Disneyland. On February 1st, the U.S. government leases the Disney Inn Hotel at Walt Disney World and renames it Shades of Green to be used by the U.S. Army. Uh, in February, a series of public opinion polls show that 75% of Virginians support the proposed Disney America's theme park. On March 14th, the Virginia legislature approves a $140 million bond issue to pay for highway improvements near the proposed Disney America's theme park. Uh, Virginia General Assembly approves uh, $163.3 million in benefits for Disney building a large development in Prince William County. On March 26th, the Food Rocks audio animatronic show opens in the Kitchen Cabaret Theater in the Land Pavilion at Epcot. Uh, on May 1st, Disney MGM Studios celebrates its fifth anniversary, and along with it, uh, so does uh, Pleasure Island. On May 11th, the Protect Historic America group holds a press conference at which few well-known authors and historians claim Disney's America theme park would be a bad thing to happen. 
Also in May, Disney's Wilderness Lodge opens at Walt Disney World. Uh, also this year, a high-speed train station opens at the entrance of Euro Disney in France. The name Epcot at Walt Disney World is changed to Epcot 94. The Carousel of Progress at Walt Disney World is renamed Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. The name of the Wedway People Mover in the Magic Kingdom is changed to the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. The Sword in the Stone Ceremony opens in Fantasyland at Disneyland. And Walt Disney World welcomes the one billionth guest to enter a Disney park, Mary Pat Smith. On July 4th, Le, uh, Le Mystery de Nautilus, I'm doing my French accent uh, today, attraction opens in Discoveryland at Euro Disneyland. On Ju uh, July 6th, Captain EO ceases playing at Journey into Imagination at Epcot. On July 22nd, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror opens on Sunset Boulevard at Disney MGM Studios. On August 15th at Disneyland, the Disneyland Railroad Engine Number 3, the Fred Gurley, is celebrated for the 100th anniversary as an operating steam locomotive. On August 31st, Ron Dominguez retires from Disneyland after 39 years uh, working since opening day. On September 5th, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World closes. On September 15th, Michael Eisner meets with Peter Rummel to discuss the Disney's America project. Projections of revenues and expenses show that the park would operate at a loss. Disney decides to abandon the idea to build a historical theme park in Virginia for uh, financial reasons and due to negative press. On September 28th, Disney announces officially that a different site would be sought for Disney's America project. On September 29th, Innoventions opens at Epcot. On October 1st, the name Euro Disneyland is officially changed to Disneyland Paris. On November 7th, Paul Pressler is named president of Disneyland Resort. On November 9th, the Skyway attraction at Disneyland is closed. On November 21st, the 3D film Honey, I Shrunk the Audience premieres in the Journey to Imagination in Future World at Epcot Center. Um, also this day, the Circle Vision film uh, from Time to Time opens in the Transpaterium in the Magic Kingdom, and the Timekeeper attraction opens in Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom. Uh, on November 23rd, Spaceship Earth and Epcot Center reopens after a renovation with a new narration by Jeremy Irons. And on November 9th, Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe opens in Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom. The location was formerly known as Tomorrowland Terrace. Other notable events of 1994... On February 2nd, Disney announces it will buy and restore the new Amsterdam Theater on 42nd Street in New York. On March 24th, Frank Wells tells Michael Eisner that he has decided to extend his contract with Disney for seven more years. But on April 3rd, Disney President and Chief Operating Officer Frank Wells dies in a helicopter accident. The next day, Michael Eisner assumes the titles of President and COO of Disney. On April 5th, Michael Eisner and Jeffrey Katzenberg meet for lunch and discuss whether Katzenberg could go on to be president of Disney. Eisner is not convinced. K Katzenberg gives Eisner an ultimatum. Either I get Frank's job as president or I'm going to leave the company. On July 13th, Michael Eisner and Michael Ovitz discuss the possibility of Ovitz becoming president of Disney. Ovitz indicates he would prefer to be co-CEO with Eisner. On August 7th, Jeffrey Katzenberg tells Michael Eisner he plans to leave Disney. And on August 24th, he 
does just that. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg resigns from the Walt Disney Company. Joe Roth is named chairman of Walt Disney Motion Picture Group. Richard Frank is appointed head of Walt Disney Television and Telecommunications. And Peter Schneider is appointed head of the Animation Department. Other notable things this year, uh, on April 18th, the uh, Beauty and the Beast opens at the Palace Theater in New York. It was the first uh, musical to be adapted from a Disney film. Uh, several new songs were written for the Broadway musical, including Home, a ballad sung by Belle, which quickly became the signature song of the musical. It ran until July 29th, 2007. The role of Belle was originated by Susan Egan, who would later go on to voice Meg in Hercules. And on the next day, April 19th, the Palace Theater sets a Broadway record by selling $700,000 of tickets for Beauty and the Beast, the Broadway musical. On May 3rd, the Walt Disney Company announces plans to start the Disney Cruise venture. In November, Disney opens the first of its second-generation Disney stores in the Del Amo Shopping Center in Torrance, California. On December 5th, the Walt Disney Company creates the Disney Interactive Division by merging the Disney Software Division of the Walt Disney Television and Communications uh, Division. Uh, the division will develop and license interactive multimedia products on CD-ROM for computers and cartridges for Sega and Nintendo video game systems. The products will be distributed by Buena Vista Home Video. And on December 31st, the Walt Disney Company signs a preliminary agreement to commit up to $34 million to renovate and lease the new Amsterdam Theater in New York. The Disney Legends class of 1994 includes uh, Adriana Casoletti, Bill Cottrell, Marvin Davis, Van France, David Hand, Jack Lindquist, Bill Martin, Paul J. Smith, and Frank Wells. Uh, birthdays for 1994 uh, are January 21st, Boo Boo Stewart, February 23rd, Dakota Fanning, March 14th, Ansel Elgort, April 24th, Jordan Fisher, and May 6th, Crystal the Monkey. Uh, that's right. That's a monkey. That's not a person. It's a monkey. Crystal the Monkey. Deaths for 1994, January 1st, Cesar Romero. January 8th, Pat Buttram. January 28th, Hal Smith. February 6th, Jack Kirby. March 4th, John Candy. April 3rd, Frank Wells. And May 15th, Royal Dano. Uh, and that has been the years 1993 and 1994 with me, uh, Mr. Andrew. And this has been a great moment with uh, Mr. Andrew with the pumpkin spice fantastic well done mr andrew the pumpkin spice king <laughs> that's all, all right says. that's it that's gonna wrap it up we got a quizzing line this week right we sure do uh there will be questions definitely questions on some disney treats uh there will be questions on some attractions uh, there will be a question about Diane Disney, and there's going to be another thing, but I haven't written it yet, so uh, that'll be a surprise to all of us. Maybe it's pumpkin spice. Maybe it is. Who knows? We could like have like a whole pumpkin spice podcast. Like we could talk about pumpkin spice 
every week of the year, like for 50 whatever weeks there are in a year, I think it's like 57 or something weeks in a year. But we could talk Don't about. Don't be dumb. His, There's 12. 12 weeks in a year. We could talk about right. his spice. And Melissa is not having any of this. She's just working on like uh, doing clay stuff while we do like dumb, <laughs> like vocal burn things. That's it's, okay. It's okay. <laughs> we could end the podcast now because if not, I will keep talking for like all the time. All so right. We should probably wrap it up and keep dreaming or whatever. Or whatever, exactly. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. It's a see ya, don't wanna be ya. But maybe I do wanna be ya. I don't know. Punk of Spice. Part of the Podcateers Network.